before you, you see the words of someone who is in a throne room where there is judgment. You can also picture the, the scene of Matthew 25. And on the one side are the rebels who hurt the loyal subjects of the king. And on the other side, the faithful followers who are seeking vindication from the king that they trust in. I preach you the gospel of Jesus Christ that the Lord enthroned in Zion is a stronghold for those who trust in him. As we read about the judge casting one group out of his presence, the Holy Spirit helps us to imagine this group of angry-looking, hate-filled, powerful men now just cowering and stumbling and, and tripping over one another to, to flee from the presence of the great judge. They had oppressed the subjects of the most high king. And now verse 6 says, they have nothing left to return to but ruins and destruction. They looked tough in the presence of their neighbors as they affected them, afflicted them, shed their blood, we read in verse 12 brought them right to the gates of death, we see in verse 13. But their wicked works caught up with them, and now they are in fear and dread for their lives. They had prepared a pit and a net to ensnare the loyal subjects of the Most High King, but they sunk into the pit they made. They cry out, we read in verses 15 and 16, as their foot gets caught in their own nets. They had forgotten the king. They had ignored his commands. They had rejected his love. They had attacked his people. But when they faced God the king on the day of judgment, they were confronted with the fact that they were just men. Nothing good will come to those who reject the Lord and rebel against the Most High King, very clearly stated in Psalm 9. And Psalm 9 is a, a clear warning for those who forget the Lord on His throne when they go about carrying out their regular business. And when the warning hits our hearts, it drives us to seek peace with that King so clearly depicted in Psalm 9 drives us to seek peace with the sovereign Lord and to trust that even when your faith brings you into trouble and poverty, your king is enthroned on high. He will maintain your cause. Psalm 9 is a great comfort to those who put their trust in the Lord. Even in the midst of most bitter affliction and the most bitter trouble, they can know that the Lord does not forsake those who seek Him. Verse 10, our Most High King cannot be removed from His throne, and that means His justice will prevail. He is an eternal King. He is the King who will always be King. Verses 7 and 19, verse 8 tells us that He judges the world with righteousness and that word righteousness means faithfulness to his covenant promises. 
God is upright and he does not change so that we know that when we walk in the way that he has opened up for us in Jesus Christ, he will give us what we need. He is the Lord who sent his own son to die on a cross to pay for our sins. Our king is the same who, who gave his life for us, the Lord Jesus Christ. What a blessing it is to hear that he is the stronghold for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble, verse 9. And the word stronghold, it makes us think of, of, a, of a bomb shelter, some place to, to run to and hide in. But we see in verse 4 that it is more than that because he is a loving God who knows our cause. He knows what is in our hearts. He knows what is in our minds. He knows what we are experiencing. Verses 12 to 13 says he is mindful of our suffering. He hears the cry of those who are afflicted. The Holy Spirit shows us that God judges between all his people. And no matter what you are suffering because of your faith and your trust in God, he declares to you that he does not forget you or leave you to perish forever. Verse 18. When we publicly confess and confirm that, that he is our God, like Thomas and Elizabeth will do as they become members of this congregation, as we do every Sunday again, as we make profession of our faith, publicly stating the creed. We should not think that this confession will set us free from all suffering. Psalm 9 makes that clear and shows that we may be brought to the gates of death. It costs us dearly to follow the Most High King. It costs us dearly for a little while here on the earth. Because most people have forgotten that king. We will need to cry out with the words of verse 13 many times. Be gracious to me, O Lord. But we can do so with the confidence in God's love and with certain hope in the work of Jesus Christ. You may have noticed as you're reading through Psalm 9 that, that the theme that is running through is that of, of recounting God's wonderful deeds God's covenant faithfulness in the past gives us confidence for the present and the future. When we wonder what is in store for us, we can just look back and we can see who our God is by all that he has done. Countless deeds of love, verse step one. And we joyfully proclaim the greatness of his name, his reputation. And today we know even more of God's love than was known when they first sang this psalm. We know that the Lord who sits enthroned in high in Zion is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know that the eternal King and Judge is the same one who gave himself up for us on the cross to pay for all our sins so that no one can bring an accusation against God's elect. We know that nothing can separate us from the love of God, that we have unity with the sovereign king, and we celebrate this unity as we celebrate the sacrament of Lord's Supper. 
we know that that judge will separate the sheep from the goats, as we read in Matthew 25, and that only those who walk in the Holy Spirit and, and show love to those around them as we, the church of Jesus Christ, are doing, seeing those in need, seeing the hungry, taking care of those in prison, we're told we'll be saved eternally. We believe with the heart and are justified, so we will confess with our mouth and be saved. Although we are but men, the God who has chosen us for his own and who defends us from all our enemies sits enthroned forever. He is on our side. He knows our name. Now we understand why we sing the, the first verses of Psalm 9. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount your wonderful deeds. I will be glad and I will exalt in you. I will sing praises to your name, O Most High. What a blessing it is when we can do this together as God's people. What a blessing to hear this morning Thomas and Elizabeth confirm that their hearts are completely dedicated to this one King. And that in the Lord's Supper celebration, we all together may celebrate our eternal fellowship with the stronghold of our life who sees us, who knows us, who protects us, and who guides us. Amen.